This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, do black people need to be on the same page about the shit non-black people say? Also, the future of water, water futures, what they are, and who owns water in this Babylon country and the world. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I feel good. It's been cold in my apartment, but I have Mm -hmm. had heat. Yeah, there's heat in here. They just they just got it on low. So it's not like it's not like winter's past when I was in here and like the wind was blowing. Um, It was fucking there was a blizzard the other day though. I would think they did not turn it up for the blizzard. They would turn up. They did not. They did not. I got project heat in my apartment. Mm -hmm. So my windows be open because mm-hmm. it'd be hot as yeah. fuck in here. Nah, this ain't that kind I of I wish I could give you some of that. Same. I love good projects. Send you some oh, of that. Yeah. I <laughs> love it. I had to cover Henny in a little blanket. Oh. I know. That's why Henny took all the covers off of you. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely Cause, right. Cause You're absolutely cold. right. She had never done that before. She for real crawled into bed, which we usually sleep together. She goes through seasons where she's not fucking with me. So lately she kind of been sleeping on her own. I think because we're spending too much time together. And she's like, you know what? I need my space. <laughs> you know what? I need some space. Yeah. But last night she got into bed after sleeping by herself for a few hours. She got into bed. And she's a burrowing kind of dog. So she'll like Uh pull, you know, fabric covers, blankets or whatever. She'll pull them to make herself a little pad. And then sometimes we'll Mm -hmm. crawl under or whatever. This time she pulled them and pulled the covers off of me. Pulled them all the way off of me to the bottom of the bed. Pulled them from (laughs) over me. To the bottom of the bed, and I woke up freezing and shivering. And you're a long person, so that's a lot of pulling. Yes, she did a whole, I was knocked out. She did a whole thing, and I don't usually sleep that heavy. I've been sleeping heavier and more comfortably lately because I put that whole do not disturb shit on my phone. Yeah. And, yeah, I think just feeling, getting into more of a routine and feeling more comfortable at rest. I don't usually sleep that deep, but... She for real pulled the covers all the way off of me. And I woke up and she was sleeping mad cozy. She had all kind of padding (laughs) under her because I had put an extra blanket because it's cold in here. I had an extra blanket. She had all of them Mm -hmm. blankets and the sheet balled up under her little butt, sleeping, rolled up in a cozy little ball as I freaking froze to death. Okay, that's funny. I'm usually insulted if my cat doesn't sleep with me like. Mm-hmm. It's times when Zena's all up under me. Then there's other times where they're like living their own life. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm offended that mm-hmm. you decided to. There's different places in the apartment that they've decided is their bedroom. Mm-hmm. So like there's a certain closet. There's this place under the TV. Like, yeah. and it's just like, why do you need space for me? What did I do? It is. Um, it is hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real hurtful, especially if you and your pet have a routine. Of like how mm-hmm. you sleep. Me and Henny had a nice little routine. I sleep on my side. And then she likes to, because she likes to burrow, she'll crawl under and like sleep mm-hmm. kind of like in front of my stomach. Just right there in the nook, okay, between my stomach and my legs. If I'm curled up, she sleeps there. And then when they break the routine, it's like, what what happened? Yeah, what did I'm, I do? Are you upset with I'll me? I'll wake up offended. Yeah. yeah I'll wake up offended. It's offensive. Yeah, it's offensive. When I have... uh. 
when I have company. When the man who comes to my house is here, she likes to mm-hmm. sleep either directly in between us because she's rude. Because y'all are truffle. Yeah. Any relationship I'm in, she believes that she's like in it and loves to be in between. I was sitting here working and he was here showing me stuff on his phone. She came and just stood in between us. Like she just <laughs> likes to be in it. <laughs> she likes to be in it. But anyway, if he's here, I put a chair by the window so she could sit up there and look out the window and stuff. <laughs> But she will sleep, she'll sleep in that chair so that she can be close to him and watch us. Like, just look at us Mm. sleeping and be close to us. For those times when it's like, I really don't want to fuck with y'all that heavy, but I do want to be involved. I'll just be a silent partner. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's cute. But anyway, welcome welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We are two two womanist race nerds nerds talking shit over over tea. tea. Dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And this is Tea with Queen and Jay. Right. Yes. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use it on all of the social meets. We also like when you use the hashtag pod in, and that allows other folks to find Tea with Queen and Jay that use that hashtag. You should already be following us on social media. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ. Please follow us there. We are also on Tumblr and the Facebook. Just search for us there and hit the follow button. We love when you send us T-mail. You can send us T-mail at Tea with Queen and Jay at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to send us, you can do that. And our email address is also in the show notes if, you know, I said that too fast and you didn't catch all of that. So you can send us T-mail that way. That's right. Every episode, we pour libations for the people, places, and things giving us black ass, black joy. These are our shout outs. There are cheers. There are toasts. There are fucking pour one out for the homies. All of that good shit. We do that here. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? So I am pouring libations to rest because rest is mad lit. I have been paying a lot of attention to the Nap Ministry account on Twitter, mm-hmm. also on Instagram. And I think because a lot of what is said on those accounts are about dismantling capitalism in all of these ways yeah. and how rest does that, it makes me, like, really want to rest. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, revolution, sleep. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I have internalized that. So now I kind of, like, if I feel tired, I go to sleep. Like, I don't care about what's going on. I can pick up whatever I was doing once I wake up. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be there. Right. I have been napping during the day when I need to, not worried about, oh, I might be up all night now. Like, so what? Mm-hmm. If my body wants to sleep right now, Go to sleep. Yeah. And then I noticed that my sleeping pattern has gotten way better when the pandemic first hit. Remember, I were like, yes. I could not sleep. Yes. I needed I melatonin, edibles, smoking weed, like just all of I like those things. <laughs> but I didn't want to have to use an aid to sleep every single night. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm in a space where I don't, I literally am able to lay down even with my phone in my hand that's something i'm trying to like kind of get rid of but when i feel the sleepiness i put my phone down face down mm-hmm. and i just lay in the bed like a little kid you know you're a kid and you got sent to bed mm-hmm. and you just lay there and i just be <laughs> i just be laying in the bed oh feeling i feel foolish because i've have not been putting myself to sleep yeah. like our parents used to do to mm-hmm. us. So I do feel foolish when I'm laying there every single time. I'm like, look at you, look at you, look at you. This look is, dumb. what is this, right? like during a random nap time? 
No, this is when I'm going to bed for the night. Oh, oh you like put yourself to bed, like TV off, yes, phone down, my... everything. Okay. Yeah, like, so no, I'm okay with the TV. I'm very good at turning off the TV. Like, I don't need the TV to sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm on, I need it quiet. I need dark to sleep. Mm-hmm. But once I feel the sleep, it's like, okay, turn off the TV, put down the phone. Like, I don't just keep the things right. on like that. And it feels weird because... I'm an adult, and when is the last time I put myself to sleep, mm-hmm. put myself to bed? I also have a bedtime routine, so with stuff that I do before I lay down, even though I'm still going to watch TV, I'll wash my face, brush my teeth, call my boo thing. We say our little goodnight stuff, hang up the phone. I have a show that I watch on. Right now I'm watching um, Ken's Convenience because mm-hmm. I have forgot about that, and I came back to that, so that's my show that I watch. And then once I feel tired, I turn off the TV, Turn my phone face down, put it on the bed, don't be on the Twitter. And I lay there like a little fucking kid who was sent to bed. And I feel foolish every time. But I go right to sleep. And I wake up real well rested. So, I don't know. Give yourself a bedtime. Um, That's the thing, too. I gave myself a bedtime. Mm -hmm. I don't have to strictly follow it. But I have a range of when I should go to bed. And it's been good so far. It's only been about three weeks that I've been kind of like making myself go to bed. Um, and it's been good. So honor your rest. When you feel tired, it's okay to go to sleep. You know, unless you're like working heavy machinery, maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't go to work <laughs> tired. <laughs> you're working heavy machinery. But if you are in a space and you have the privilege to honor your rest at any moment that you feel like you want to do that shit, it has been feeling good. Really, really fucking good to me. So I'm going to put libations to rest. That's beautiful. I love that shit, yo. And libations yeah. to the nap ministry. If you're not following them yes. on social, be sure to follow them. Um, I love those little reminders to like fucking rest, especially as a workaholic. It's like, it's just key to remember that. And it's because yeah. it's really, it's still really hard for me to do. So mm-hmm. I love it. What are you pouring libations for, Jay? Um, I have, it's like a, like a libation and a half. So I mm-hmm. want to pour libations quickly for bag ladies, Lena and Stephanie. We yeah. support them on Patreon and their remind. Well, it was a reminder for me, but they did a wrap up of what got them through 2020. And I didn't have a libation before that. And then I was like, oh, there's stuff that like pulled me through that got me here, mm-hmm. especially during this fucking global pandemic. Yeah. So libations to Lena and Stephanie of Bag Ladies podcast for that. And I wanted to pour libations for the five things that got me yeah. through 20 motherfucking okay. 20. So first of all, all right. Zoom. Zoom definitely got me through the fun Zoom shit. Family Zooms got me through. And my friend Zooms got me uh, through. Like held yeah. me down. Yeah, consistency, our meetings, like just being able to have that, like actually see just another person see and communicate with yeah. somebody. Because I remember in the mm-hmm. beginning of this, when we were recording the show just on our phones, and mm-hmm. I was like, no, I need to like have an experience. I need to more yeah. senses to be awakened in this or whatever. So yeah, yo, so libations to family Zoom, friend Zoom. Mm-hmm. Black people on the internet got me fucking oh through 2020, yo. Black Badass. people on the internet, the community of black people fucking around on Twitter, whatever makes funny shit makes it to Facebook fucking instagram like just having jokes making jokes finding humor in otherwise really scary situations um the most recent internet black people shit that's getting me through is all of us getting our superpowers on the 21st so Mm -hmm. if you're not tapped in to twitter black people are getting their superpowers 
on the 21st. That's just what That's it is. If you know, if you shit. know, you know. If you don't know, you don't. Black people getting superpowers on the 21st. I'm pretty sure I got mine, but they have not yet revealed themselves. Did you get your superpowers? <laughs> Well, I feel like I've, in my mind, I feel like I've always thought I had them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how since a kid, I'm like, these toys are going to talk to me. You know, like, I've just always. <laughs> right. <laughs> then there was like, that little girl you said you saw with the three eyes. There is that girl that I saw in the sand park with the three eyes mm-hmm. that everyone tells me I did not. I did not see that. Okay. I, I saw that. I, then there's the fish right. that bit me with his fin that I tell everyone what? that story. Yes. When I was a kid, my mom always had aquariums in the house. Okay. My mother told me to throw away one of my siblings' pampers outside in the, um, you know, where the compactor room mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. in the hallway of the building. Right. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go in the hallway. So something in my mind said to throw it in a fish tank. Oh, my gosh, child. So I opened the fish tank, but before I put it, I had to put my hand in the water. Obviously. Put my hand in the water. And a fish bit me, but with its fin, not with its mouth. Every time I tell this story, people tell me I'm bugging. It was the big purple fish in a tank, and it bit me with its fin. Do you think it just kind of whipped you right quick? No, I saw it open it and it closed and in my closed. fingers. Okay. But everyone says that that didn't happen. But I'm just saying, there's instances in my life where I know I have powers and everyone, now y'all have caught up. Now, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's all I got to say. Yeah. But go ahead with y'all, I be shit. All right, all right. I think my power probably has something to do with my um my empathy. Like, I've always felt like I was a seer, like the way that yeah, a seer and a I feeler, see yeah, yeah, the way Octavia Butler describes, that. like, I'm that nigga. And hopefully I that will that. prove to be, like, a power in my favor and not just something that fucking sucks the life out of me, <laughs> which is how it normally just feels like I'm being sucked dry. But, uh, which, <sighs> but anyway... Black people getting their superpowers on the 21st. Hit us up. Let us know what superpowers you got. And Mm -hmm. uh, number three, getting me through 2020, the gay agenda speaks for itself. (laughs) Makes me happy. It just gets me through. I love it. I love it when I see it. (laughs) When I identify the gay agenda in media, I fucking love it. I'm here for the gay agenda. It makes me happy. It makes me laugh. People who are afraid, concerned, believe that it's an actual thing that's happening. uh, They make me laugh. And yeah, the gay agenda. It they just are. continues to get me through. They are funny. Year to year. It is funny. Our Juneteenth celebration. Still mm. a blast. Still an awesome memory. The spirit of that shit. The energy of that shit. So libations to everybody who joined us for that. Virtual, of course. So that was fucking lit. That got me through. Hennessy, my dog, got me through 2020 for sure. Her presence. Her rejecting me. Her loving me. All of those things have been like really, really dope this year. And pics and video of everybody else's pets have been mm-hmm. like also really cool. Like seeing that shit online has been dope. And uh, okay. yeah, number six, honorable mention to my fucking Keurig, which I just got at the end of this year. But I love it. I love it. I almost this lost Keurig, her this guys, weekend. I have not not heard about the Keurig. Every time we talk. This somehow the Keurig <laughs> makes its way Listen, into the conversation. It's reliable. We could be I love talking it. about voting. She's like, but my Keurig. My Keurig, yo. It's <laughs> like, reliable. What? It's one of those constants what in my life. This? We almost lost her this weekend, but I called, you know, customer support. And it was a simple, had to declog the uh, needle at the bottom of the filter. And it's fine. So we're good. <laughs> there was a scare. Been revived. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Bad. So, yeah, it's just a sense of consistency. So those are the things bringing me black ass, black joy, things that got me through 2020, 2020, 2020. And I'm looking forward to um dope shit in the new year, yo. I am. Yeah. And I is. 
Before we get into how you can support the show, we are still in a very clear fight for black liberation, the end of police brutality, and for securing liberation for all people. So in our show notes, there is a link where you can find bailout funds and petition lists. Supporting protesters is a priority. If you are an activist on the ground, we want to make sure that we are supporting you. If you are somebody who has been not so active, maybe check out this link and see what you can do in your state. It goes state by state. This list was put together by NYU Local. So it's on nyulocal.com. And again, it's a collection of donation links, fundraisers, and petitions in support of Black Lives Matter and other movements in your area. So be sure to check that shit out. There's also a link in the show notes regarding End SARS taking place in Nigeria. So if you check out that link, you can learn more about what that shit is and how you can support from wherever you are. Our Queen, can you tell folks how they can support Tea with Queen and Jay podcast? Yes, you can go to our website, teawithqueenandjay.com, slide down on our homepage, and there is where you will see two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option. There is no commitment there. You can put however much you want, however many times you want in that pot. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that is where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. We are asking for two dollars a month two dollars you can give more or less that is up to you we are into giving options but two dollars is the axe we also appreciate non-monetary support and you can do that by liking this podcast sharing this podcast on social media telling a friend about us if there's a friend in your life that you have not told about this podcast in all of 2020 um What's you need to on? correct that shit and tell that friend about What's this podcast. Good? Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to this show. And all of this helps Tea with Queen and Jay grow and flourish and all of that good shit. That's right. Our Amazon wishlist links are also in the show notes if you'd like to send us love that way. Though we do understand that Amazon is the axis of evil. So feel no pressure to do that shit. But those links are always in the show notes if you want to show us love that way. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, send us a T-mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak virtually at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, dismantling white supremacy in the workplace, womanism, black feminism, podcasting, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast. Or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at teawithqueenandjay at gmail.com. Queen, I know we have a few donation libations this week. Yes, we do. We got a PayPal donation from Sean. Thank you, Sean. And we got some new patrons. We got Blurred Girl at theblurredgirl.com. Thank you. And we also got Ashley as a new patron. Thank you so much, The Blurred Girl and Ashley. Yeah, theblurredgirl.com, and that's girl with a U if anybody wants to check that U, out. Like she does a lot girl, of like nerd girl, content. That's girl. right. Yes. <laughs> girl. girl. <laughs> so be sure to check that shit out. Any announcements? Yes, we will not be back until January 2021, the new year. That's right. We will be back in January. So look out for us then. We're going to take a little break and do what we said. We're going to fucking rest. And we will be back in motherfucking 
sometime in January. See ya in the future. Shit, without powers and shit. Right? I wonder which one of us <laughs> has like powers to do like future shit. Like, can you time travel? Can you can you allow us to see the future? Can you dictate the future? Hit us up and let us know. What That's what I would want to have... dictate the future. Really? But if I just see it and it's fucked up that's scary actually um, that's anxiety inducing, yeah you like, know what i'm saying yeah like you know that's not mm-hmm. i couldn't be raven i couldn't be raven from that's raven mm-hmm. that looks stressful and i would be on drugs <laughs> all right fair that's too much i don't know how you did it raven but yeah <laughs> all right well let's get into the show yes all right 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 queen what kind of tea are you drinking this week today i'm drinking some chai tea because i haven't really drank chai in a minute but yeah i'm drinking chai what kind of tea are you drinking um i'm back on my green tea bullshit Mm, having that cleansing my system i did not have breakfast like you told me to do and um i told her i told her to eat breakfast you did you did i'll be forgetting i did have because i had like for real like just just woke up i did have have... a day of work planned i know (laughs) know. i'm gonna eat after we record this i'm gonna eat i did have my coconut water i did have my apple cider vinegar so i did those things in my routine and now i'm having this green tea but then i'm gonna i'm gonna eat something i am i am all right what are your Mm -hmm. pronouns she, her, what are your pronouns? She, her, they, them. And aside from my pronouns, I am not a lady. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming that I am a bad bitch. I affirm that I am enough. I affirm that I am self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I am well-rested. Yes. My hair and fashions are popping. popping. My body and mind are healthy. Healthy. I also affirm that I will always and forever Stunt on these hoes, and the hoes are white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalist. That's right. I will only say yes to activities that are healthy for my mind, body, and emotional well-being. I courageously protect my happiness. Yes. And I also affirm a continued and safe reopening or closing wherever your city, state, town, whatever phase that they are in this pandemic. I hope whatever that is, that it will be safe for everyone involved in that. I also affirm that fruitfulness abundance all of that stuff is still afforded for you in 2020 and it will carry over into 2021 and i just want to send you a reminder that abundance people usually attach abundance with money does not just mean that you can have an abundance of lots of things abundance of money is nice especially living in this capitalistic ass Mm -hmm. fuck shit but abundance can come in many forms so don't think you haven't received abundance because it's not a check right so yes that is my affirmations for this week. What are you affirming for us, Jay? I am affirming a long life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. I affirm that I am a writer. I am enough. My apartment is paid mm-hmm. for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. I affirm my apartment is clean and organized. I will be able to manage my schedule seamlessly and achieve everything on my to-do list and complete all projects successfully without trauma. I affirm productive therapy, Mm. healthy romantic relationships without a whole lot of exhausting fucking labor. I affirm that. And I affirm trauma-free living. I affirm around-the-clock home health care service for my grandmother and liberation and power to all the people. To all the people. All the people. Not everybody. some of them. All of, all of them. them, yo. Every mm-hmm. motherfucking body. All right. We have a dope motherfucking episode 
popping today. We did some things that we don't usually do, so we're super duper excited about that. Before we do that, a while back, we did an episode on AAVE, who can use it, who can't use it, who's appropriating that shit, who's not. We talked about Aquafina. We talked about, uh, what is that woman from Canada? Her last name is Singh. She was a YouTube personality at some point. I know who you're talking about, but I'm also horrible at names. Right. So I'm no help. Did I close the here. thing? Wait, here it is. Lily. Lily. Li- oh, yeah, okay. we talked about the, Lily like, Singh. Midnight show now or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was around the time that she did that interview with Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So we talked about a bunch of black shit, a bunch of black speak during that conversation. So if you want to listen back to what we said there, that was episode 223, The State of Rape Culture. We don't talk a lot about rape in that episode. It's in the title because that was also around the time that Remy Ma was uh, bugging and oh, saying... Yeah, we threw her in the pit, I think. Yeah, yeah. She was saying wild, like, rape culture, apologist stuff type on the shit. state of, um, yeah, right. that show, State of the Culture. Exactly. Yeah, I remember. Exactly. Memories. Yep. Yeah. So if you want to hear us talking about non-black folks using AAVE and other quote-unquote black speak you can check that shit out but somebody actually had a question about black people engaging with non-black people using AAVE so I wanted to read that letter real quick so mm-hmm. the homie says hi the homie as in someone that i know says hi i hope i'm doing this right you are it's an email thank yeah. you for it's an email us, yeah. yo. this is easy That's breezy how, stuff how the hell they work that's right so they say i wanted to ask about effective ways to talk to black people who are okay with non-black people using aave the rationale i keep hearing is quote they grew up around black people so it's okay unquote is this a topic you've already discussed? If yes, can you point me in the right direction? If not, are you open to having this as a segment someday? Thank you. Thank you, homie. Thank you, KK. We appreciate you. And uh, Queen, what do you think about this? So this is a conversation that I've had. I have had with a few non-black POC mm-hmm. um, friends, and they usually don't end well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They usually don't end well because I'm usually talking to someone who doesn't understand anti-blackness first. Right. They think that because they have familial friend kind of relationships mm-hmm. and also because they grew up in a space surrounded by black people that they have rights to things right. that I don't think they do. Mm-hmm. But it usually births in them not even understanding anti-blackness. Yeah. And then that's where the, that's where this conversation starts, mm-hmm. anti-blackness, and then moves on. But for them, it's like, but I've always been saying that, or blah 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 blah, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. They think I'm just trying to take something from them, right. and it's like, nah, there is like history behind us being everything black people do is criminalized. Mm-hmm. Our existence is criminalized in a certain way. So that's why for me, a lot of that makes me uncomfortable. But for them, they don't understand all of that context usually. So that's usually why those conversations just generally don't end Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. For me, in the past, I will say currently it's gotten better because my non-black friends who are also POCs have an idea of anti-blackness now. So like I can say this makes me uncomfortable and off the strength of understanding anti-blackness, understanding privilege, they'll be like, oh, I like I I don't I don't really have to do all of the things Mm -hmm. that I used to have to do Mm -hmm. because they are they have a, a deeper understanding. And I don't know if it's because of growth, like we're all like 
old ass fucking adults at this point. We're not like teenagers. So when it when it, those conversations ended badly, it was when I was a teenager. So I didn't even have all the context mm-hmm. and language. We're just like, I don't like you saying that. Don't say that. Mm-hmm. And for them, it was like, bitch, who you, what you gonna tell me what I can right. say? So it would be like different. But I will say that it has gotten way easier for me to have these conversations when it makes me feel uncomfortable when certain AAVE is used mm-hmm. because I am friends with folks who understand privilege in different ways right. and understand anti-blackness in very different ways in comparison to like in my 20s or when I was a teenager and stuff like that. There are instances in my life where I don't feel like it's as harmful. So like if I hear someone saying, woo child, I'm not going to really be like, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> what they say? you know, like, like, oh, I don't have any of those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like certain things like that where I don't feel as averse to them like using like aave there's certain things that are just like kind of i understand it as slang that they're used to using versus things that's like okay this mm-hmm. <laughs> has different implications and i don't want you saying that i can't think of right now maybe i'll think a little further as we talk right what are certain things where i'm just like nah mm-hmm. and certain things where i'm like you know what makes wucha what makes that like uh more Something that doesn't make you uncomfortable. Um, because for me, and I'm also a black person who grew up in New York mm-hmm. and not a person who is, I don't even use ooh chow a lot myself. Got That's it. not like language that I have been using, have had around me in these these ways. So my relationship with that is very different than maybe a black person who grew up in the South, mm-hmm. a black person who with that is embedded in their vernacular in ways that is not for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why for me, it may not be, but that doesn't mean that for another black person that it shouldn't be too. Got it. Got it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have not had to do this with a lot of non-black POC folks. The discussions that I've had to have in the past or cared to have, I guess, were usually related directly to like using the word nigga, like yeah mm-hmm. don't do yeah. that shit yo freshman year of college i had to do that whole shit with a fucking white person Ooh, child. yeah because his, his boy said it was okay i don't fucking know your boys i don't care anyway so say it to that boy yeah, don't say exactly. it around me exactly. i'm not your boy so i haven't had to do this with a lot of non-black folks that i know personally the non-black people that i know personally are pretty comfortable in their lane and then the non-black mm-hmm. folks i guess that i grew up with grew up with or i guess i would say went to high school with i went to my high school was predominantly black and i want to say predominantly caribbean but maybe it might have just been 50 50 like caribbean and black american like jamaican more specifically but you know back then niggas was lying and saying they were jamaican so who knows yeah but everybody said that was that was the that was okay the, to be yeah that was the, at that point yeah so. that was the acceptable island to be from back then but yeah so the non-black folks were usually like south asian descended folks who were from the caribbean like trinidadian mm-hmm. and they were a part of our community so it wasn't if you fucking know you fucking know they were a part of our community it wasn't mm-hmm. any kind of like separation at that time in that way or also again from new york and the way in which we engaged with latinx folks at the time regardless of their race in that universe i would say we all kind of saw ourselves as the same and i'm not friends with a lot of those people now even though like i know that most of us see all of that shit differently now And of Mm -hmm. course, it depends on where you've been and what you've been doing and like what communities you are a part of, like present day. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. 
I haven't had to deal with that as much now. But I think what's interesting about this question is Mm -hmm. the question is what are effective ways to talk to black folks who think that it is okay for non-black folks to do this, right? Oh, I don't know those people. (laughs) Right. So like if we bring it into present day. For us, niggas like us are grown. Mm-hmm. Other people, I feel like if you're, you know, in high school, like they have their own feelings about it, depending on what they deal with day to day or whatever kids. Right. So let's I guess if we're talking about grown folks and the way that we yeah. engage with this shit, a lot of us, um, I don't engage with a lot of non-black folks in real time. Mm-hmm. But when I did, I guess at work, there were people who I knew were not from my community who would approach me and be like, yeah. hey, girl. And I'd be like, I know enough about you to know that you're only saying that to me because I'm black. So like, just because I'm black, yeah, you're not in community. Yeah, with don't me. do Why that. that. But I feel yeah. like, and, and and perhaps it's because I'm a New Yorker. I feel like there are people who did grow up speaking that way who are non-black because mm-hmm. they for real grew up speaking that way. And when we start to talk about the Aquafinas of the world. The Lily Sings of the world. When we start talking about non-black people who make money off of blackness, I think that that sometimes is a different conversation than growing up in community with mm -hmm. people who are non-black but are in community with black people and are speaking how everyone in their community speaks. Like to me, those are different things Uh because those are different things. And because you really have to be there to know, right. You have to be there to know that this particular non-black person is in your community and from your community. Like no one else can affirm that there's no other black person that can affirm that Mm -hmm. unless you are somebody who is actually in community with that person. Like you were there with that person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I say that to say, I don't necessarily feel like I can tell another black person how they should feel about a non-black person using AAVE or whatever particular black speak or black language it is that that person is using. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I I would add to that. So I'm thinking about we had an episode a few episodes back. Um, I didn't plan to talk about this, so I didn't look for mm-hmm. it. But we had someone ask us. They were black biracial, but they were like very white presenting. Okay. And they were like, can they wear a black girl magic shirt? And I feel like this is in that same realm where it's like, okay, you can be a black person who thinks that's okay, but understand that there's a certain kind of responsibility mm. or like there's a certain kind of, just be aware that you are allowing space for other black folks to feel harm and offended mm-hmm. and things like that. So I think I wouldn't tell someone how they should interact with other people using AAVE but at the same time you need to understand that you could be causing harm to other black people in the community as well like understand that that can also be a thing that that could also be the case so you can let your friends call you whatever but do understand that that could be harmful to other black people in the community and you need to carry that shit like you need to know that because you think that this white person can say nigga you're gonna harm you may be harming the next black person Mm. that this white person says nigga around or you might be you know like that's the thing that i think that they should know and understand when they are allowing other folks to engage in aave in other ways and if they actually care about black people and care about the community and care about not harming Mm -hmm. other black people then they might think about that a little more so you don't have to say don't say these things but you can say understand i mean you don't have to engage in a conversation telling them why they shouldn't allow this but just let them know like okay do what you want but understand 
that because you allow this, you may be causing harm to another black person. And do you really want to do that? You know, like mm-hmm. maybe that's how the conversation should go. Because I agree with you. I'm not really like going to tell people how they should speak or, you know, shit like that. Or tell other black people how they should engage with other people mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. No, I think that that's a great point. I think that that's a great point. And I think that when we have those conversations, it is important that we prioritize people who are feeling harm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like, yes, I think it matters that a lot of us don't feel harm when uh, certain people use certain kinds of language that is ours. I think that it is fair to acknowledge that. But I think in most instances, it is important to prioritize those that are feeling harm regardless. Because usually privilege as play, usually. I'm like, sorry? Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. I feel like usually in those conversations, the people who don't see the harm in that and things, generally there, there's some kind of privilege at play. So that's why they don't see the harm. And then right. the people who are harmed by things may have less privilege in the space. Mm. Um, so I think that may account to like can you, can who you feels harm, example? who doesn't feel harm. So let's say there is the black person who thinks that it's okay for other people to say nigga. They may be able to exist in spaces where they don't feel like a nigga around these people, mm. um, around the, the non-black people. Okay. But if I'm a person who, as I'm not walking in a room, I always feel like the nigga. I'm not because of maybe my socioeconomic status, maybe because of the way I speak, maybe because of whatever. Mm-hmm. That may not fly as well for me to right. hear right. a non-black person just saying nigga. You know? Right. And when you say when you walk in a room, you always feel like a nigga, you mean based on the stereotypes provided to... Exactly. Okay. Yeah, no stereotypes may not be placed on the other black person who may think it's okay mm-hmm. for certain things to be said by people who are not black. So they may not see the harm in that because they don't go in rooms feeling like everyone's looking at the nigga. Right. Versus, right. you know, the other black person mm-hmm. who may have less privilege mm-hmm. than yeah. that person. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think that that's a good point. You might not think that something is harmful or feel harm because of whatever point of privilege you're coming from. And maybe you and somebody are at the same intersection of privilege, but you just, for whatever reason, your disposition, you just don't feel harm. If you don't Mm -hmm. feel harmed, then good. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if Mm -hmm. you don't feel harmed, so that's an extra thing that's not on your plate, you should then be able to prioritize those who are feeling harmed. Yes, so I think yep. that it, it is important that we prioritize those who feel harmed. And when I say prioritize, I mean, consider it, think about it. I'm not saying that your feelings and thoughts are not valid, but, you know, the goal, I think in a lot of instances should be harm reduction. And so if there are people who yeah. are feeling harm, mm-hmm. then like it's important that we acknowledge, OK, we're not a, a monolith. Not all people feel this way, but there are people the who are hurt yeah. by this. And how can we prioritize and at least highlight and discuss those who are feeling harmed you know what i mean like yeah, there are certain but the things goal is harm reduction right there's certain things that mm-hmm. don't bother me and so i just mm-hmm. i just if there are people having this conversation about this thing that bothers them but doesn't bother me i just leave it i just let yeah them, you don't be like well it don't bother me and i'm a black too <laughs> look at me i'm a I'm whole black. black and it don't bother and the, me and i'm fine yeah no yeah those motherfuckers no no <laughs> Queen, your takeaway about letting other black people know, like black people who are okay with non-black people using AAVE and other quote-unquote black speak, letting those people know, right? So your question about how you talk to those black people who are okay with it, letting those people know that they may be contributing to harm for other people. I think that that is is valuable, yeah. Because my 
other question was like, do we need everyone to be on the same page about what it's okay for non-black folks to say or not? And Mm -hmm. I don't think that we all have to be on the same page or need other people to be on the same page. But I do like Queen's highlighting of the harm that we could be causing by not at least like acknowledging it, you know, or making people aware Mm -hmm. of that shit. Yeah. Okay, dope. Well, thank you so much for that question. I think this this. is good. And for anybody who wants to take more of a deep dive into some of our thoughts surrounding AAVE, what that shit is. I I believe we kind of define a little bit and talk more about what that shit even is. Mm -hmm. Be sure to check out our episode 223, The State of Rape Culture, and we'll leave that episode in the show notes. All right, so that was good. I enjoyed that. But um, I'm I'm ready for a break now. You want to take a break? Yes, let's take a break. When we come back, our friend and investor Lydia Edom joins us to talk about what the fuck is happening with water. What the fuck? What is happening with water, yo? Some shit is happening with water and we need to talk about it what the fuck a water future is what is that shit and all kinds of other shit is that, that powers is that one of our powers? that might be water, water futures is it might be one of our <laughs> black ass superpowers we don't know we don't know so oh, yeah we're gonna get into that and all kinds of other shit that we never talk about on this woman is race nerd podcast so we'll get into that as soon as we come back money do you know what this year is what every year is all about yeah but like giving black women your money yes give black women your money hashtag pay black women yo okay okay so So. how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes twice um, a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the, the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money we will take that shit we will love that shit we will appreciate that we shit will use that shit that's right so once again tea with queen and hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time yes so we were recently able to try trauma sensitive yoga our sponsor 635 community health collective invited us to join a session and it was fucking great i haven't been getting a lot of exercise lately so it was good to be able to get active again with this routine queen tell us more yes i got you so the current moment with COVID 19 disproportionately impacting marginalized communities and the need to ensure black lives matter is demanding a lot of everyone we need tools to help us understand the myriad of ways we experience race, gender, culture, social class, and sexuality, among other social identities. 
Particularly, we need to understand how these experiences affect our levels of distress and resilience in response to stress and trauma. 635 Community Health Collective strives to increase access to high-quality behavioral and physical health care, offering trauma-sensitive yoga to support individuals and groups in their healing journey. Trauma-sensitive yoga, or TS yoga, is a body-based modality designed to reduce and eliminate symptoms connected with stress and traumatic experiences. TS yoga provides healing tools through simple stretching exercises and mindfulness breathing. You will learn techniques to help you breathe and move through feelings and sensations caused by stressful and traumatic memories. The goal of this practice is to help you tolerate bodily sensations, practice awareness, stay present, self-regulate using breath and movement, experience your body as a safe place, and provide a foundation for you to begin to process your experience using language. Join 635 Community Health Collective for some TS yoga and find new ways to deal with distress and become more resilient. Group and individual classes are available and 15% of proceeds are donated to Black women-owned businesses and organizations. To learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com. Once again, to learn more, visit 635communityhealthcollective.com or email them at 635communityhealthcollective at gmail.com. TS Yoga is not meant to be a substitute for clinical diagnosis or relationship with a licensed behavioral health professional. If you need to verbally process your experiences, please contact your health insurance company, local behavioral health department, or a licensed behavioral health professional. All right, 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 all right. And we're black all the time. All right. Yeah, so I wanted to have this conversation because one day I was in the house and I get Apple alerts for like new certain news and shit like that. And an Apple alert popped up that said water will now be sold on the stock market. And I was like, what is like, what is what? And I got instantly like a little bit of anxiety Mm because anytime capitalism is attached to like a resource that I need to live, I'm going to have anxiety about yeah, that and it's I, like how do you even do that how do you even yeah, sell like, fucking water that? like the earth is fucking three-fourths covered in water it belongs to everybody it's like what <laughs> one would think what one would hope you know yeah and then my idea of like what happens in the stock three market fourths, is always like yeah, it's okay we just know mm-hmm. it's a lot it's mostly mm-hmm. a lot right and my ideas of like what happens in the stock market is based on movies and like corruption and like a bunch of bro boys you know sniffing coke and just doing crazy stuff with our money and resources and stuff like that so i figured this could be a news that's not news piece but when i looked into it i was like i don't understand any of this shit like i don't mm-hmm. know what a water future is. I don't know. Like, there was language that I just could not understand. So how could I explain it to the listener Mm -hmm. if I don't even understand what the heck is, you know, happening? So then Jay Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? I know somebody. I got somebody in my pocket. (laughs) Not really in her pocket. (laughs) But, I, you know, I'll be knowing people. I, You know, I'm going to call my homegirl and see if she can explain this to us. And that is why we have today's guest to explain this to us yes. to help us explain this to you yes the homie lydia is here hey lydia hey y'all how hey. y'all doing good thank you so much for joining us so yeah we don't speak any of this Mm-mm. uh finance investor 
hedge fund, futures, We got check-ins and savings, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts and finishes, right? (laughs) So I know you. I know you've been a long-time listener. We both went to the same university, and I was like, let's ask Lydia what is happening here. So I knew that you would know. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate that. Lydia Edom is an investor and investment advisor. She has founded, advised, and invested in startups for over the past two decades. In 2012, Lydia expanded her portfolio into Africa with her most recent investments, including Shift Power Solutions and We Move Technologies. In 2014, she founded FM Capital Group, a registered investment advisory firm for angel investors investing in Africa and Latin America. Lydia has been listed as one of the top 25 Twitter accounts investors need to follow and top five women to follow in finance. She's been featured in Forbes magazine and CNN Money and is co-author contributor to the Stock Twits Edge and trading the best of the best. And like I said, we both are graduates of Vanderbilt University. Welcome again, Lydia. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. Joining us. Yes, yes, yes. So what? That's the that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole interview. Okay. What? So, yeah, like what? What? Because okay, I will say that I did post on social media like, "Oh shit, water's on the stock market," something like that, and someone did reply to me saying like, "I've been buying water on." And it's always market. one of those. So like, what? Yeah, it's always one of them. It's always somebody. But like, so what is the difference about what that motherfucker was talking about and what is happening now? Okay, so first. I want y'all to start affirming for yourselves that you'll have brokerage accounts and start doing investments to I'm add to your checking and savings. Okay? <laughs> Affirm that for yourselves. That's gotta, we got to expand that. Okay, um, so water, so whatever he's talking about, he's basically talking about buying into the business of water. So that's a lot of different things. And that's on the stock market because that's where businesses are traded. So mm-hmm. bottling, like Coca-Cola sells water. Well, they bottle water, but then mm-hmm. selling water. So Coke does that. Then mm-hmm. you have the any kind of construction company that lays the pipes that get the water to our homes, if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Okay. There's companies that do that. So we had taken a position on water, too, with that slant. Like what companies are dealing with the infrastructure of water, getting it from its source to us, right? So yes, Water is a trend and that makes sense, right? Because we need it, we drink it. I mean, but like wine, soda, et cetera, anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, what this is talking about, wine futures, I'm sorry, wine, water <laughs> futures <laughs> are different. Okay. So future contracts relate to the actual supply and demand of the actual commodity. So we have oil futures now, we have gold futures, palladium, copper. There's also wheat, soybeans, corn, cattle, Okay, so Mm -hmm. there's all kind of futures and these are meant to help businesses in the production side. So farmers, let's just say farmers or miners even. So but farmers, future exchanges help farmers because by the time they plant seeds to the time that they harvest crop, that's like nine months, 10 month cycles. The price Uh of the of the corn or the wheat can change during that nine months. So if I'm a farmer and I'm planting seed and I want to forecast my business, right? I need to know how much crop I'm going to yield. or I need to at least predict it so I can figure out how much I'm going to charge the customer so I can pay my bills, right? Mm-hmm. Buy more, buy more seeds, right? So mm-hmm. if today the price is $10 a bushel, cool. I'll do it on $10 a bushel. But if the price drops by the time I actually have to get it out of the ground and deliver it, and it drops to $5 a bushel, and I've been paying bills and hiring people Mm -hmm. and buying inventory based on $10, 
in 10 months time, I'm at a loss. I can't even recoup my loss, let alone reinvest for the next harvest. Right. So the futures markets came in and allowed farmers to say, okay, the price, I want to lock in the price in November when I get the harvest now in February while I'm planting seed. So let's say I'm going to lock in the price at $10. And so now Uh I don't have to worry about the fluctuation of the price of corn, which can happen, the fluctuation of the price in corn that can happen with rain, climate change, drought, sun, cloudy Uh skies, whatever, right? Stuff, shit that you just can't, you can't control that. So they want to lock in their price so they can forecast business and keep cost and revenues stable. That's why the future markets exist. Um, And so you you have that for, like I said, all those commodities, basically people who are pulling stuff out of the ground and want to get it to the end consumer. Mm -hmm. So that is moving into water now is basically what Correct. So now this futures market is created based on California water prices. So if you, I live in California, I'm from the Bay Area. I live in the mm-hmm. Bay Area now. Southern California, which I lived for the past 11 years, actually, I just moved back from LA. So Southern California buys water from Northern California. We have more water up here. So we get, we get more rain up here mm-hmm. than Southern California gets. It's colder here. So we keep our water. We don't, we had a drought, but we don't get droughts like LA does. They have dry season. So mm-hmm. they have to buy water from Northern California to supply all the residents, all the businesses, all the farms. So the farms in the Central Valley also. Those utility companies and those farms buy water. Now, what they've been saying, because we've had significant droughts here in California, we now have fire season. That's just flat out fire season, period. So Mm -hmm. there's less water now in this region than there was. And now, of course, the price of water is going up. So Mm -hmm. now those businesses that need water whether it's utility companies to supply it to residents who are paying for it, or whether it's farmers who need it to keep up with crop, you know, agriculture, they're paying higher and higher prices for water. Um, And I can attest to that because I lived in LA. And Mm -hmm. um, even though they wanted us to conserve water, the city was always hiking up our rates because we were actually using less water. But that's another Mm -hmm. price, capitalistic (laughs) conversation Mm -hmm. for another time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... So now the utility companies are like, look, we want to be able to lock in the price of water so that if there is a drought, I want to lock it in now while there's rain and the price is lower. I want mm-hmm. to lock it in another California now as a Southern California, you know, uh, buyer. I want to lock it in now for this price now for in November. So now as a business, my balance sheet or my profit and loss statement or a cash flow statement even is now stabilized and I can work with this over the now 10 months that, you know, that that I might get a drought and the prices shoot up. So that's why there's a futures market. It is based just on California water prices. Um, That doesn't mean that's going to prevent other people from coming into the market to now trade. So Queen, to your concern, the concern is the trading Mm -hmm. part. People who ain't got nothing to do with the production, the selling, or even the use of water. They're not trading this because they use water. They're using it because really they know everybody else needs water. So they can make Mm -hmm. money on the contract which is different than just trading because you're going to at least take possession of the water further down the line. So that's another thing. That's that's what causes the speculation that you're concerned about because they want to buy the contract. They know it's increasing mm-hmm. in value because there's a drought coming or they have somebody on staff that predicted there's going to be a drought. So they want to buy the contract now, hold it as the price raises, but they'll never take possession of the water. So they'll mm-hmm. sell it at a profit 
now the prices have been increased, right? Um, for those who didn't, who didn't lock in or whatever, it, whatever have you. So that's where the mm-hmm. concern becomes. You're profiting off something that's just kind of occurring, um, but you're not doing anything to benefit the system. Right. Okay. Right. And it ends up hurting people. So like hurting people or hurting, I guess, whoever wants to buy water, I guess, at that point. Because what I was thinking was, Okay, so this is beneficial to farmers potentially, which we want that, right? We're pro. Well, the mechanism is beneficial to farmers. Okay. The mechanism is beneficial, but when you have price inflation, like, is it really going to keep the price of water stable? Mm, Because you're going to have buyers and sellers messing with price artificially. And I say artificially just because price of water is always fluctuated, but that was based on weather. Mm-hmm. essentially i mean mm-hmm. most commodities we can besides metal which we have to mine but obviously you're running out of metal same with lumber lumber is, yeah. has future contracts too right you're running out of that stuff so the price is going to go up but see that's more natural you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying as opposed yeah. to buyers and sellers like traders speculators coming in with millions billions of dollars people don't understand that that action alone also moves price Mm. So it goes even beyond like the, we call it fundamental analysis, but the, or the Mm. macro and micro factors that go on inside a company or inside its business, its sector, the, the, the business sector that it's working in. There's natural things that just happen that moves price, but people being able to buy and sell in mass moves price too, on top of that. And Mm. that's the speculation piece where it becomes extractive. Okay. So what I want to know, though, is who said this was okay? Because this sounds like a big deal. (laughs) If water, if the earth is covered with mad water, right? And we all have a role to play in water. We all need it. We all use it. Who decided that, okay, this is what we're going to do with the water. And like, who's, who, like, that seems like something that we all should have been like, nah, we don't want to do that. Or, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like, I feel like that, isn't that something that people should be able to vote on? Like, what happens? Who mm. is the, the, the mm-hmm. person, the yeah. water god who made this decision? <laughs> <laughs> who's the water god? Who's the water Point god? Point me to the water god. Who that is an excellent question. So, um, in the U.S., it's a couple of water gods. It's the mm-hmm. SEC. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and then in this case, it would be probably, well, for sure, the folks who created the exchange, which in this case is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Mm-hmm. They actually, uh, so people don't realize that our stock exchanges are businesses. <laughs> they mm-hmm. actually IPO too. <laughs> right. okay. So there's a business to selling contracts. And so the whatever business is, is doing that work, they've created this exchange. And so that's the just Chicago Mercantile Exchange. And then they probably license with the SEC and with um, NAFTA, which is the National Futures Trading Association. So mm-hmm. those two bodies, right, SEC, NAFTA, they're supposed to be protecting us. They protect uh, us. Mm-hmm. They're the ones in this case who said, it's okay, we'll create a market for you to um, trade water futures. And so the other question becomes, well, who went to them and said we wanted to create this exchange? That's right. that's mm-hmm. the piece too. That I don't know. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like a clear case of the man at work. That's what this sounds like. <laughs> a bunch of the man getting together and saying, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. I'm not going to be here. I don't care. 
Um, yeah. I probably make money. Yeah. Right. Was this was this influenced because of climate change and us assuming that there will be a reduction in accessibility to water and stuff like that? Like, is it rooted in that? Hundred percent. Okay. Hundred percent. And because mm-hmm. you're having, um, if we look outside of California, so right, right now it's just California, right? But we know this is going to expand, especially as people make money. Mm-hmm. You have countries like China who have been coming into Africa and certain parts of South America for arable land. They need to feed their people mm-hmm. and for water because people need to live. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the water sources that if we compare, let's compare um, to the U.S. that the U.S. has. The U.S. Mm-hmm. has plenty of water sources, plenty of arable land too. Even though mm-hmm. China landmass is bigger, if you geographically look, like they're situated up in the north kind of, like most yeah. of it is mountainous. Pretty like it's dry. just, you can't, you yeah. can't grow land there. You don't. You can't grow crops there or food, mm-hmm. and they don't have water. They just don't yeah. have enough water for the billions of people that they have to feed and to nourish and keep alive. So they are scouring the globe, and it's just like that. It sounds like a a plague, and it sounds like, you know, like aliens who went from planet to planet <laughs> in Independence mm-hmm. Day. That uh-huh. that's what. Ch- that's probably problematic. But oh, definitely. That was definitely that's, problematic. That's, but that's, that's what they're doing. But a problem, but, a problem is happening. Yeah, but wait. First, let's put this in a, but that's a little what, bit of context. Their policy is problematic. I should say that. Yeah, Maybe but you, you're that. also speaking as a as a, a Nigerian, right? I uh-huh. think that I'm going to say that that, has, that plays a little bit into your yeah. experience and And someone being directly affected by that kind of Perhaps choice of language, yes. Thank you yeah. for... Mm-hmm. Thank you for that context mm-hmm. yes um yeah. it's another colonization that's happening in africa mm-hmm. period and right. unfortunately we still have a we just have a political class that is looking out for self right that's mm-hmm. they're just looking out for self they're not mm-hmm. looking out for the public good um so mm-hmm. that's always been my gripe like i don't mind paying your bribe but are you gonna put schools up you gonna right. fix them roads you gonna right. give us some mm-hmm. train stations and a mm-hmm. food supply then here mm-hmm. Take your $1 million bribe, but make sure you got something for the people. So, right. so yeah. And so what we're, what we're seeing is that our governments are giving China water rights, land rights mm-hmm. at the expense of local farmers, local homeowners, mm-hmm. um, taking advantage of the fact that I'm going to call it our indigenous land registry doesn't right. look like <laughs> and doesn't feel like English law. Yeah. Right. It just, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. Our institutions... They're different. You got to go to the village council and you got to, you know, and they'll mark your land. And we know that this land, this land belongs to this lineage. Right. Yeah. Right. So some of that gets exasperated by immigration as well. But anyway, so yes, but Mm -hmm. the biggest players in this, who I see forthcoming are going to be the Chinese because they have the money so they can use these financial systems to their advantage. Mm -hmm. They can. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no reason if they secure water rights in Zambia, why right. wouldn't they go to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange and say, yo, mm-hmm. okay. we're all going to make money here. <laughs> so for clarity, right now, this is only happening in California? We were, we yeah, were kind well, of unclear on that. We were researching. Right now, the contracts that are traded are tied mm-hmm. to California water prices. So I'm not okay. sure if that means only water only the water supplies here in California. Okay. I don't know which company, I don't know who exactly is the listing person, but the contracts, they're saying that the contracts are tied, are, are talking about prices for California water. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. since this is all new, 
the border guards, the people who created this, for right now, it's not regulated. Like, there's no limit on how many water futures you can buy or anything like that, right? So, like, no, well, that's the free market side of it. Okay. So, once you have a market, oh, I hate that word. The well, free market. Yeah, it's that's, so, that's the free market side. Yeah, no? it's so, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's one of those terms that helps to mask the evils of capitalism. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's the free market. Yes. It gives this illusion of like... Because um, the word free is in it. So it's Yes, like, the word free is in bad. it. It gives this it's illusion of it. like abundance, this illusion of like um, whatever the fuck was going on with white people in the 80s where you can just like come <laughs> up you can come up off of, you know, anybody who 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 has enough drive can make it. You know what I'm saying? And Pull so yourself it's the up free by your market. Bootstraps. Yes, bootstrap yeah, exactly shit. Right. It's the free market. Yep. Come in. Anyone can make money. And it, it kind of disguises the fact that it's the free market in the same ways in which slavery was a free market. You can yes. fucking do whatever the fuck you want. Fuck you want. Come and take it's here for the taking and that that is for Correct. a certain population is there for the taking at the expense of a lot of other people you know what i'm saying Correct. so that yeah that's one of those terms that gives me the heebie-jeebies so it's the free market so in terms of water and regulating how much you can buy or sell or whatever does that mean there is none no regulation Correct. okay Ooh, yeah if you have the money delicious. you can um you can mm-hmm. buy what you want mm-hmm. you can pay for it yeah, this is all very new world water. This is all very most deaf. Most deaf predicted this. I mean, people <laughs> know this or whatever. But like, yeah, it's a it's a whole song. New world water make the tide rise high. Come in land and make your house go by. Fools done upset the old man river. Made him carry slave ships and fed him dead niggas. Now his belly full and he about to flood something. So I'm throwing rope that ain't tied to nothing. Tell your crew who's the H2 and wise amounts. This the new world water and every drop counts. You collab and take it as a joke if you wanna. But it don't rain a full week some summers. And it's about to get real wild in the half. You be buying every yard just to take a fucking bath. Heads is acting wild, sipping more pumping dank. Competing with the next man for higher playing rank. So now I ain't got time to try to be big Hank, fuck a bank, I need a 20 year water tank, cause while these knuckleheads is out here sweating their guts, the sun is sitting in the treetops, burning the woods, and as the flame from the blaze get higher round higher, they say don't drink the water, we need it for the fire, New York is drinking it, New and all of California is drinking it, New all your north and down south is drinking it, New used to have minerals and zinc in it, New now they say it got lead and stinking it, chlorocarbons and monoxide, push the water table lopsided, used to be free, now of course you will feed, cause all when i'm like drifting off i'm seeing those lyrics in my head just fyi that's what's happening this episode. oh that's what's happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no he has a whole song about how scarce water will be and what that means for people and i think that came out in the either early zero zeros or like 99 or some shit but i think that's probably. some early zero zero probably shit. i think that's another reason why i was so alarmed when i saw that because if you think about our lives and mm-hmm. we, we remember being in school and and having conversations about water shortages in these other countries mm-hmm. or like um preserving water and ways that we can help the environment by our Mm -hmm. own water preservation. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've always known that water was this like thing that they wanted to take, you know? So then when I saw that Apple alert and it was like stock market and I see stock market as free market and all the bros 
taking everything. That's why mm-hmm. I was just like, wait, what the fuck is this? And how can we? I know right now I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't have a solution or a, a strategy to counteract because it's so fucking new. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is nice and important for people to understand what the hell this even is right. so that eventually strategy could even be created or some shit like that. Definitely. Yep. Okay. I actually feel like I understand a lot more of this than I thought mm-hmm. I was going to understand when we first talked about this and like prepped, I was super, like, I didn't think I was going to understand any of this conversation. So Lydia, thank you so much for breaking it down. <laughs> she was like, what is this goggly that- goop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this is all gobbledygook, even when we were preparing, because we had talked to Lydia a little bit beforehand, because I really was just like, oh, let me ask Lydia what this is. I thought she was going to be able to tell us, and then we would take what we understood, talk about that and other shit, but then it became like, I can't, we can't repeat, I don't know, I don't understand still, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yep. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I feel good about what I understand, and I feel prepared for, like Queen has said, when this comes about, because some shit is going to happen with this down the line. You know what I'm yes. saying? So it's important that we understand now and are able to um, organize appropriately or support people who, because I feel like even when we were doing research for this, there are not a lot of people, like the think pieces haven't been written about this shit yet. Yeah, I was looking yeah. for podcasts who had talked about this and that we're, like, we're not there yet. So I appreciate kind of being prepared for figuring out what my role as an individual, as a citizen in all of this will be. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to know, since we have Lydia, a financial expert here, <laughs> um, I kind of want to know stuff. I kind of want to know yeah. stuff about this yeah. stuff as it's people like we who said, are sorry, constantly. I yeah, say as, we're checking and saving as bitches. So. Yeah, we're checking <laughs> and saving as bitches. Um, I think as people who are dedicated to dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism and also as niggas who don't typically have money, right? If I had money and also wanted to dismantle the system, maybe I would have some more awareness of both, but I often don't feel like I have enough money to care, to understand what the heck is going on. And then oftentimes when it comes to the conversations that I hear about black people being able to come up in capitalism or off of capitalism or whatever, because we still have to engage in it in some way because that's the current system that we have, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually about coming up off of other marginalized people. So like Mm -hmm. I heard people during this pandemic talking about, oh yeah, now is a great time. I know people who bought a house. Now is a great time to buy a house. Now is a great time because niggas are losing houses. People are losing homes. People are losing houses. Homes that were on the market are going for less perhaps than they were going for before. It's just like the conversation to me always seems like this is a good time to take advantage of other people and yeah. while I get it and the people that I know who bought that house, they were looking for a house and needed that house. And it was good to be able to buy one at a lower rate. And we don't want um, black people to not have houses. We don't know? want black do. people to not have houses. I guess my <laughs> general questions are for people looking to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. What are some things that we should just be aware of that are just general good practices to like we can't completely disconnect, be disconnected from this shit. So what would you say are just some things that checking and savings ass bitches who don't want to hurt people can be involved in or should keep top of mind or in mind or whatever? Or maybe yeah, you'll you know, tell us something that we didn't know need, we need to burn down. And maybe now you'll tell us and then we'll be like, okay, and now we'll, we'll burn it down. We'll go burn that down. <laughs> we'll burn it down. So I don't know. So you're all going to start affirming. 
You all need yes. to be invested. So everyone needs to participate in these markets in some way um, okay. to for, for capitalistic reasons. But you can mm-hmm. be socially aware with your investments. Okay. So, okay. for example, in 2013, we put clients into Facebook. Great call. Like mm-hmm. Facebook was at 30. Facebook is like at 289. Mm-hmm. When Cambridge Analytics came out, that was three years later and all that mess around Cambridge Analytics yeah, came out. Yeah. We divested our cust- our clients and mm-hmm. we left probably over $100 on the table. But that's okay. We made a lot of money too. I mean, we made right. a lot of money and we left money on the table because ethically we can't rock with Zuckerberg right now. He's mm-hmm. not for black people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to be real frank, right? right? So, but we made a lot of money. And with that money, we're able to make other kind of investments that can mm-hmm. have positive impact or give that money and support organizations that mm-hmm. now you want to look at organizations that are protecting our water supplies because mm-hmm. it's going to be local people that protect the water rights in their communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's that's huge. Like, we just need to start thinking more impactful. But I don't know if y'all are in Clubhouse. I think Jay, you're on Clubhouse. I know I I've am. seen you in we're there. there. Yeah, we're yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jay made me. Good. Well, y'all need to have it. You need to be coming into these rooms and clarifying things and are offering up different perspectives. Uh-huh. But um, one that I've once on that I'm t- kind of taking to is somebody said, uh, "Black people, your reparations are in the stock market. Go and get them." And I mm-hmm. said, mm-hmm. "So what that's that one mean? way to think about it." So what is that? That's one way to think about it. Mm -hmm. It means like right now the Federal Reserve has put two trillion dollars into the stock market and so stocks are going up. Right. Without what do you like? What do you buy? Mm -hmm. Go buy the stock of that. It's gonna Mm -hmm. go up. Now what are you Mm -hmm. gonna do with that money? Right. Right. So you can and you can do other things with that money. You can do anything. It's the mindset around the stock market, I would say, especially if you're dismantling. Uh is it's kind of what I guess it's kind of what I'm doing with FM Capital Group, but Mm -hmm. extracting the money from this place that we are privileged to sit in called America that Mm -hmm. has capital Mm -hmm. and go and deploying that capital back to Africa, Mm -hmm. back to Latin America, which are Mm -hmm. indigenous lands and returning that capital like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we preach, um, right. you know, part of our mission is that we increase the wealth of black people as individuals and families mm-hmm. and then as a collective into right. black so, companies. Wait, before we do that, mm-hmm. stock markets as reparations, no. I, I just wanted to say that. That's cool. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, First of all, before cool. we do anything else, no. I understand what you're saying. I just, I, I would, um, I would say that if these these markets that white people can also benefit from are available to us yeah, and those can't be considered reparations. reparations. So I wanted mm-hmm. to say that first, no. Mm-hmm. But I also, I agree with what you're saying in terms of if you are somebody who can play in the stock market in that way, if you are somebody who has the access to do that, then why not? I get it. Queen, what yeah, were you Use say? the access and then redistribute, redistribute the yep. money that you get. Like, don't and, just swim in it like Scrooge McDuck mm-hmm. and hoard it. Don't hoard, hoard the money. Right, correct. Things like that. Redistribute that money into your community. Right. That's your idea on how you can engage with capitalism, engage with the stock market, mm-hmm. and then try to make it ethical, I guess, for you. Yeah, the use of the money, ethical for you, yes. Yeah, 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 the, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Queen, did you have a, a question? Because I had something I wanted to ask. No, you I can didn't ask. Wanna... Okay. You go ahead. Thank All you. right, so then, Lydia, as somebody who was investing back 
in Africa, in Nigeria, in places where your parents are from and whatnot. What do you suggest for, and we talked about this, we didn't talk about it, but there are movements of black folks within the U.S. who are dedicated to investing back in the community. A lot of these movements um, are weird. Others make sense. (laughs) Uh So what would you suggest for people who want to invest in black communities here? Is there a way to do that through this, through this kind of stock markety type stuff? Like how do you, how do we mirror what you're saying that is that you're doing back in the continent in Latin America? Can that be mirrored in black communities within the U S or as I'm asking this question, it Mm -hmm. feels like the answer is no, right? Because we are a part, a lot of us are a part of this larger white system. We're kind of in this larger white system. So I guess what would be a way in which, or a model that may be a little bit different from the ways in which you invest back in the continent or in Latin America or places where black folks are throughout the diaspora? How do you do that here in the US? So, okay, so I'll talk about currently. So currently Mm -hmm. is done if you invest in black businesses, black owned businesses, or mm-hmm. black run businesses, however you invest in them, you can, right. and that's usually done privately. There's only, I think there's like seven, cause we pretty much look at all seven black owned publicly traded stock, or I guess publicly traded businesses on the stock markets here in mm-hmm. the US. It's like a mm-hmm. seven of them. Okay. Um, so the best way to do, well, the current way to do that, if you want to do it more than those seven Mm -hmm. is to just invest in black owned businesses privately. So venture capital and other such things. Okay. One thing I've been thinking about, um, as I'm learning more about the policy level and the land that we sit on, Mm -hmm. and I just learned this, so your audience can please feel free to vet this. Um, Mm -hmm. but this is, this is interesting. So in Latin America, those governments look at people of Mm -hmm. Afro descent. They look at them as indigenous people. Because they were here, they were brought here by the colonizers, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so their governments give them certain inalienable rights that they give indigenous people. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means you have to ask black people for permission to be on their land. You can't just bulldoze the land. And again, these can be vetted out. This Colombia is one country that was called out that gives black people this kind of sovereign right Mm -hmm. that supersedes even their own citizens' rights. And that is given here in the U.S. to to Native Americans here, indigenous mm-hmm. people here. And not that it's not problematic, mm-hmm. but if there was more, what if we and indigenous people in the United States had more of a uh, camaraderie yeah. to where we could better understand or even uplift a community to use their sovereign rights, like national rights, mm-hmm. in a way that builds their community. Now, why? This is just me thinking beyond right. what what we yeah, have here it's completely out of the probably. box yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. i don't even know what that looks like yeah. i don't even know all the laws mm-hmm. i mean because obviously we know that the the different nations in this country are not yeah they got their own are not problems super empowered got yeah. their own problems yeah. right um so you know it's just one of those it's one of those thoughts like just thinking beyond the capitalistic system that we see right. and we don't even hear about that like i when i heard that i was like oh Mm-hmm. Why don't they use their sovereign rights? Like something, obviously, militia and and military and violence and all of that has a mm-hmm. lot to do with that as mm-hmm. well. But mm-hmm. 
I think yeah, in the twenty first century, that counter that and make that yeah not right something yeah. that lives the way that we would imagine it to be mm-hmm. as a person with sovereign rights. Yeah. So mm. that that's that's one way. I mean, Jay, I just it's not the best answer because right, right, it right. still requires a place of privilege to mm-hmm. even invest at mm-hmm. a level that allows us to scale. But there are a lot of a lot. There's not a lot. There's more. <laughs> more than we think. There's, there are more right black and uh, Latinx uh, fund managers who are mm-hmm. doing that, who are investing in more black owned businesses and giving them capital. They're also doing it in different ways. It doesn't have right. to be this super, this like, we need you to be a billion dollar company. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like think of where we sit. A bill, like 200, a $200 million company is, is, is pretty damn good. That's right. a good job. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. have to be three, five billion dollars like an Uber or an Airbnb that just mm-hmm. IPO'd. That's yeah. not required. That just shouldn't be the bar for success. And in venture mm-hmm. capital, okay. unfortunately, it is. So more of us who are doing fund management, who are doing venture capital are saying, yo, like the the current way y'all do this, y'all do this, mm-hmm. um, doesn't work for us and our right. businesses. Okay. So give us this money and we're going to distribute it in a way that's not as exploitive. Uh, and we're still going to make returns. And so mm-hmm. that's my thing. We should be participating in returns of our communities, our businesses, our value, our culture. Mm-hmm. And we're not participating in the returns enough. And then we can do with it what we know is right as well. It doesn't have to be this patriarchy. It doesn't have to right. be patriarchy that we redistribute into. It doesn't have to be capitalism for mm-hmm. that matter mm-hmm. or this exploitive kind of version of capitalism that we're we're fed here in the United States. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. we can think beyond it. So then 200 million dollars aside. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, easy easy 200 million aside. That's easy. What do you <laughs> What do you what do you suggest? I know you th- that you said um all of us who can should be involved in participating in the stock market. For people who say, all right, let's talk about populations Mm -hmm. of people who were still able to keep a job during the pandemic, right? Yeah. You're still able to maintain income throughout the pandemic. You are on a fixed budget. Perhaps you don't have discretionary or a lot of discretionary income, but maybe you have a few dollars a month that you can play with stocks. How much would you say is a good amount to start with? Let's, Let's go as small as we can in terms of what you think is possible. And where do you think that people should play? So like like Queen and I said, we are checking and saving ass bitches. Yeah. I have a 401k that oh, I have when, one of those. when it's hey, when it's <laughs> yeah, all yeah. said and done, maybe I won't have any more. And um, who knows how much I'll owe in taxes, right? <laughs> but we out here, a bitch ate, and it is what it is, right? So get it how you live. So like what how do how does your everyday person who perhaps has a few dollars in discretionary income or what, what is that the word i don't know mm-hmm. what do we how do we what do we do oh and i'm not so, we cuz i don't have any discretionary income i'm just i'm asking for <laughs> y'all what do we do and how and how does that person start yeah, yeah. so thanks to robinhood and i guess fidelity if you do it on your mobile app they said mm-hmm. they do it too but robinhood you can Twenty dollars, y'all. Ten dollars. Twenty dollars. I know there's other apps like Acorn and all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm, just get the real stuff. So get okay. Robinhood, mm-hmm. fund it with whatever you have. Five dollars, ten dollars, because you can buy fractions of a share. So okay. you can buy Apple with five dollars. You're not gonna get one share of Apple because it's mm-hmm. at one twenty eight right now. But you're gonna get point zero five seven nine percent um okay. point part of a share, right? Mm-hmm. And you can grow that. 
you can okay. grow that. So I'll be vulnerable. I started my little Robin Hood account with 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's $900 right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just because I was just trying the app out. Like, all right. right, let me see this zero commission. Is this real? Because So mm-hmm. this was back when they first launched. Like, mm, all right. Mm-hmm. You got to pay money to play. But all right, let's try it. Mm-hmm. That bitch grew. Now, so $20... I probably added a couple hundred dollars to it. Right. Maybe $300 to it. Mm-hmm. Right. So add something. Just get started mm-hmm. and do something. That's That's what I tell my clients. It's just, let's start with, well, what are you talking about? Let's start. Because y'all losing money just staying out. If, Mm -hmm. you know, you're Mm -hmm. not getting any closer financially to your your whatever financial goals you have. Now, I just do want to touch on the 401k. So the 401k is great. It's probably not invested well. Sorry, because that's, you know, capitalism. Mm -hmm. They're going to put you Mm -hmm. in the worst options. Mm -hmm. They just are by Mm -hmm. default. So maximize that out. But y'all use that. Like, that's yeah. your own bank account. I, that's like a bank for you. For mm-hmm. those of you who are working and still contributing into it. Not your old right. 401ks. Those should be managed different. Mm-hmm. But your current one, y'all, that's that's some money. At yeah. a good interest Everybody rate. Everybody should be, right. Yeah, everybody <laughs> should be. If you are at a place that has an option for a 401k and you, and you don't need every single cent of your, of check, your check then yeah. definitely invest in your 401k because they're i look at it as free money they give you put money in there they match it or whatever give you a percentage on it or whatever it's free money in there and i will say for me i talked about this on the podcast a while back yeah. when i got laid off and it being fucking laid off and fucking definitely and uh, out here you know what i'm saying it came there came a time where i had to dip into my 401k and it was nice to have that yeah um as yeah. a cushion you know I, when i when i dipped into it i dipped in with a plan uh that did not include a global motherfucking pandemic okay <laughs> what in the entire global fuck, fuck? So that wasn't, I didn't factor that shit in, but I don't think anyone good. did. No one did. No, nobody no, no did, did. But like, y'all nobody don't did. even know. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> um, but anyway, luckily I'm a, I'm a positive person. I don't believe in these worldly things, but it's a good cushion to have. And I think that a lot of us who don't speak money language at home or like, you know, whose parents yeah. didn't necessarily teach us how to do these yeah. things. A lot of us, like, I know whenever I was onboarded back in the day into different jobs, I was like, yeah, okay, I don't know what that is. I'll get to it. I'll, you know, whatever. But I think that, yeah, if you're somebody who's been working a job and you haven't signed into their 401k, do that. And then also the way that information is, yes, you can Google yourself now, but I think also we are having more conversations as a community about money. If you don't yeah. know what something is, a lot of times I'll be like, hey, I'll, I'll hit in the group chat. Hey, does everybody have a, anybody have a 401k? Like, what is that? What do y'all do? Da, 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 da. Hit up the friends you trust in the group chat. Hit up if you have a good community of people that you fuck with on Twitter, ask Twitter, yo, who got a 401k? Or what do you, what do y'all do with this? Yeah. So. And then block that one person who's going to come in and be like, you don't know that, who the fool. Yeah. Block, block that nigga. Because you know they about to show up. <laughs> you know they about to show up. LLC they Twitter are. always shows up. And it's they always always. somebody. They got to shame somebody. Um, but yeah, always. so definitely do that. I'll say that LLC Twitter, at least it's more black. It's, at least it's more colorful. Because when I started off, I was getting mm. slammed by the white boys. And mm. I was still uh, looking at them like. Right. Well, and right. then they'll come back later. Oh, the pound went up. Oh, sh- Faith Might, you're so... Oh, um... Mm. <laughs> like I said, I said what I like said. Like I said. <laughs> right, okay? right. Right. I guess that Thanks is the, a bonus. You know? 
It is. I guess it, it is good you. that LLC Twitter exists and then black, I guess. Right. So the next phase. So now they exist and they're here. The next phase would be for them to calm down. You know? Calm, Amen. Calm down, y'all. You don't calm. know as much. Right. Just simmer down now. Simmer down. So you said, okay, so get involved in, in stocks. You mentioned Robinhood. You mentioned Fidelity. Those are apps for people who, if you, when you, when you said $20, what did you mean? Like a month? Or five dollars a month, or what are you saying? Oh yeah, I was saw one time. Oh one time, got it. Yeah, I like put it in, buy something, Uh watch it move. Got it. Um, Mm -hmm. I did, and I did. We gonna move in and out. I did. I I sold uh, like a you know I bought a couple shares of something that Mm -hmm. was like ten dollars a share. I bought two or three. It went up. It went up to like fifty, sixty dollars. So I was able to cash out. I got fifty bucks, Mm -hmm. and I bought Mm -hmm. something else. Okay. Right. And okay. so, uh, yeah. And then I got, came, you know, I got s- some extra savings in a month and I threw $250 in there. Oh, okay. I bought some more stuff. Yeah. Oh, so mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about regular contributions. That's mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. But yeah. I'm talking about start y'all. That's, that's what I'm saying. Right. Stop mm-hmm. waiting until like just so many people think, oh, I need, I need a nice chunk of change before I can get started with you mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. You, you just mm-hmm. don't. It's really in how you think about it. And the way that we structured our firm, you know, is it's also more conducive to us. So we don't mm-hmm. take a percentage of your fees, mm-hmm. which a lot of my colleagues do. Right. Like they're asking me, how are you in business? Mm-hmm. You don't have you don't have minimum accounts. You let people come and work with you for less than a million dollars. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Mm-hmm. what how you eat i'm good <laughs> i every day I because eat. of every single day three times with seasoning <laughs> with se- season right food. with seasoning <laughs> good seasoned food organic uh, so yeah so i mean there's a i say get started like that's okay. my stop okay. thinking that you gotta need all this money now mm-hmm. obviously can you now oh i got i'm in the stock market i gotta quit my job no Mm-hmm. That takes hundreds of thousands of dollars. So right. let's be clear about the amounts that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But grow that mud. Like y'all are mm-hmm. just, if you're not involved in it, however way, retirement or a brokerage account, you're leaving money on the table. And okay. there's no reason why you should. There's just no reason why. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. I would assume Robinhood and Fidelity are fairly easy to use, it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. F- uh, okay. Fidelity, Robinhood, I'm sorry, Robinhood more so. Okay. Because it's okay. built to be, it's built for you it's, to trade on your phone. Okay. Um, oh, okay. And don't believe really... the Robinhood hype. So now y'all gonna Google Robinhood, and then you're gonna see all this, uh, this in let's say insanity around Robinhood and how it's designed to make you addicted to trading. Mm. So is Facebook. So okay. is Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? Just like so, all the other apps we have. Oh, it's like every other app. So like this, there's concern here because it's your money. So again, mm-hmm. start with twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. and just. Mm-hmm. Step into it and see right. how you feel and feel all your emotions. Cause yeah, you know, that happens mm-hmm. too. Like mm-hmm. you see that, you know, it's not $25 and there's 23. Right. How mm-hmm. you, you know, how does that make you feel? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. And so it's like, go ahead. Would you say, is, is that the same as a brokerage account or is that something else? Oh, it is a brokerage account. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're setting up a brokerage account okay. with, uh, with them through, okay. with Robinhood. Which okay. Got yeah. it. Cool. All right. So takeaways besides the fact that, our water is in potential danger. Takeaways <laughs> are set up a brokerage account. If you have it, you can start with $5, right? That's what I got. As low as $5 if you have it. Set up a brokerage account. Robinhood is the preferred account or whatever, I would say it sounds like. 
And I don't give broker recommendations. You don't give don't, recommendations. No. That's, this is Those, a Genesia. The, this is Genesia talking shit. And there we've we established <laughs> that nothing I had 62 cents in my account Lydia. yesterday. So it's nothing to do with Lydia. This is Genesia <laughs> talking shit. Based yes. on userability, that's what I'm thinking or whatever, right? But yeah, but Robinhood was mentioned. Fidelity was mentioned. You can start with as low as $5. If you work somewhere that has a 401k option that you can buy into, definitely set that up. Do that as a suggestion. What else? Any other basic suggestions that you would say for people maybe a few cents shy of 200 mil i would say <laughs> since you're not you're so, <laughs> so, so you don't have if you're not you know creating a 20 200 million dollar company and you uh-huh. just don't have 200 million dollars in your account mm-hmm. don't feel like your investments are going to move the market in a way that is detrimental to to people right uh-huh. so it's really what we're talking about. Like when Queen is showing concern for this and even my mom, she was like, wait a minute. I told her I was coming on with y'all. Mm-hmm. And she was like, wait a minute, you can trade the water? That That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mommy, I know. But oh. this is why. So I explained it like I explained it like I explained to y'all. But don't mm-hmm. think that we, we're not going to move these markets in an exploitive ways. We just don't mm-hmm. have the capital. Your $5, your $25, your... 100000 in your retirement is not moving these markets like that. I mean, mm. we're talking about hedge funds who come in with hundreds of millions that above that above that $200 million mark, billions mm-hmm. of dollars, mm-hmm. hence the show billions. Billions mm-hmm. is not a hedge fund. People like to say it's private. It's not. It's, it's a hedge fund. Okay. Um, and they are the ones that come in in these enormous amounts of money. Mm-hmm. that move markets in a way that can that will affect price. Price mm-hmm. is going up when they're buying. It's going down when they're selling, too, when they're okay, selling wow. their position and cashing out their profits. Mm-hmm. Markets mm-hmm. are moving down, right? So so I don't want y'all to, you know, we've had this conversation, and because most of us listening are dismantling systems in our own wa- ways, in our own right, mm-hmm. I don't want you to get in, not be invested because you feel like, you know, you're participating in a market that's going to be exploitive or extractive. Right. We just don't have the means for that. We just Mm -hmm. don't. So I want you invested because I want you to build yourself, give yourself a a capital base, just like Jay was saying. Like when she needed it, she had it. Mm -hmm. Same reason you get a job. Like we we get (laughs) jobs to to get checks. Exactly. Same as that. So if you have a popcorn ceiling, don't worry about your effects (laughs) on the market. Right. Okay. On the yes. Right. Got it. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) So I. It don't work that way. So get you a brokerage account. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Invest in your retirement. Mm-hmm. As I look at my popcorn ceiling. Right. <laughs> Me too, queen. Me too. Right. <laughs> if you got a popcorn ceiling, your contributions to the stock market are not going to move and change uh, people's experiences. Oh, my God. It is okay. Okay. Well, this was actually really good. This was good. This was good. Because I was like, numbers... I don't know. <laughs> what? Numbers. Finance. Good. Wait, I'm glad. No, I'm glad y'all um are, you know, y'all 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 talk about you see you mm-hmm. you see what needs to be dismantled across a wide variety of systems and sectors. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate um one, the opportunity to um come in and break these things down and then two, you just airing awareness mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, folks you can get involved in a way that supports your goals gets you a little bit of money and mm-hmm. 
you know, helps people to protect now our water rights. Right. Like I told you that when we were prepping, like, so air is coming. Like, what? don't be surprised if we see air futures in the next decade. Oh my that's God. just, that's just capitalism, oh, y'all. So <laughs> you can Awkward. get some virus free air or you can get some other kind of air. Which... Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Octavia, wait. just send the spaceship, right? Oh so we man, can... wait, Queen. Before Queen had Queen, those of you listening, Queen got bumped out the Zoom real quick and just came back. Queen, while you were gone, Lydia was saying all kind of uplifting and like nice, positive wrap up stuff, and then she reminded us that they could start trading air. Oh, that's what everyone. As soon as I said they trading water, everyone was like, "Air's next." An emotional <laughs> roller coaster. Okay. That's, what, that's everyone's like response. The air's next. Oh air's next. God. Air's next. Then they're gonna put a chip in you. I'm like, okay, could you not with the chips? Damn, we got oxygen bars. I used to be a chip truther back in the Air's next. The chip is your phone. That's excellent. I never thought of that. Dang, Queen, come on. I got put nothing in you. Wait, say it again. I couldn't hear you. Say it again. Oh, I said the chip is your phone. They don't got put nothing in you. We are addicted to phones in ways that this is like it happens. They don't put nothing in your body. Saying I don't like that. I like my phone. Yeah. Dang. All right, so then y'all go ahead and y'all invest in the chips. <laughs> come on, Jay. See, come on. You better be an investor today. <laughs> you better be an investor. Invest in That's chips, right. Buy them chips. Oh, in the chips. Lydia, let us know where we can find you, where we can follow you, and if there's anything that you're working on that we should look out for. Thank you. Yes. Um, you can follow me on all the social medias at Faith Might. Uh, but not on Facebook. That's where people I've actually had a conversation with. Okay. But anything else, <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, please follow me at Faith Might, F-A-I-T-H-M-I-G-H-T. So Faith Might. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually working on a report that's available if you're interested in investing in Africa, Latin America. I call it the Global South and how we can do business with each other. Black and brown countries can do business with each other and make a lot of money and be just fine all by ourselves with our mm-hmm. own, you know. I put a report together just based on my experiences and things that I've seen uh, just to give an up-to-date narrative on what is actually happening nice. on the ground in markets there. And it's obviously geared towards venture capital and private markets because stock markets, there are just not what they are here. So mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. how we do most of our investing. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to, you know, let people know that money's being made and how you can get involved. So I just want people to have a a more, like I said, up-to-date narrative on investing in Africa. So volume one is all about Africa, Mm -hmm. and I'm putting that out. So you can reach me, DM me on the social media, and ask me for a copy. I'm happy to share it. I want more of us invested. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so hit me up. Let me know. If you want to work with me too, social media, hit me a DM. Let me know what you need. Yes, if you if you are that two hundred million dollar listener, first of all, make sure you first are subscribed all, to our Patreon. Please, please reach out to off, me. Break us off in and the then, PayPal. And reach out to me and too. Then, yes, and then reach out. Then please reach out to Lydia for sure. Reach out to Lydia. Thank you so much, Lydia. This was excellent. Thank and you. I feel like a little bit empowered and shit. Like, and and just for the listeners to know that we have all of that info in our show notes too, so you can get Lydia's socials there as well. That's right. That's right. So we did it. We did a show. We did a mother. You've been doing this show. Thank you so much we again did. to Lydia Idem for taking the time to talk to us and explain yes. all manner of shenanigans. Yo, we really, Word. really appreciate that. Yo, we were Thank confused and you, you helped us out because we were 
confused. That's right. Anything else? Nope. That is all. But be sure that you are following us on the social medias. We are on Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ. We are also on Tumblr and the Facebook. Search for us. Follow us there. Send us T-mail. T with Queen and J at gmail.com. You know we love when you do that. Visit our website, T with Queen and J.com. There's where you could send us your donations and other fun goodies there. You can follow my personal social media, and I am at the Queen Speaks with an underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Jay, tell them who you are on the social meets. I am at Janicia F J A N I C I A, and then the last letter is F F, as in fun. <laughs> that does not sound fun at all. At all. Woo. So that's where I'm at. We will see all of you beautiful people in 2021. Thank you so much for fucking with us this year. We did a lot of new shit this year, despite being in our homes mostly, despite navigating a fucking global pandemic, despite niggas dying, despite fucking not being able to hug people or see each Mm -hmm. other and all kind of shit so um thank you all for hanging out with us we really do value and appreciate you thank you for teaching us thank you for learning from us thank you thank you for learning with us for learning with us yes as this goes along yeah thank you for all of that good shit Mm-hmm. yeah it's been real it has I love it's been it. motherfucking real this week's hashtag is water wars yo yeah water wars if you look into that hashtag on the twitters you see different conversations about what's going on with water futures and you get insight from other countries as well and oh, their good. ideas on water waters and shit like that too so check out the hashtag that's right this podcast was created hosted and produced by a black girl named janicia and a black girl named naima with editorial support from a black girl named candace and editor we got an editor we're so foolish okay tea with queen and jay we turn up responsibly what time orientation start what power you get can i leave my dragon here is that the obamas hey dr sebi giving smoothies out in the back joyce told me shikari ain't get no powers i heard jesus giving a keynote you think he gonna speak in tongues the whole time anybody else had trouble teleporting you got gum girl i'ma set the house on fire said she wasn't getting powers until she started to act right mm-hmm. you the one who made it rain this morning shh, shh, shh. they starting they starting